This is a day I've been looking forward to for two and a half years. We're really proud of Timeline. We're going to reimagine Windows. Microsoft is announcing the breakthrough game console called Xbox. We've created a platform attuned to consumers' changing behaviors and an evolving sense of play. We set out to make the best watch in the world. And today, we're introducing Nexus 7. This is it, Xbox One. And we are calling it iPhone. The latest news, the newest products, the biggest names. Welcome to Your Tech Report. Online at yourtechreport.com. Join Mitchell Whitfield and Marco Flalo for the next hour of Your Tech Report. And welcome to it. We invite you to join along in so many different ways on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It is at Your Tech Report. Thank you for being here. I am Marco Flalo, as always, joined by Mitchell Whitfield. An exciting week to be talking back here with you, Mitchell. I mean, so much fun stuff coming out this week. Yeah, there, there's a lot of talk about technology-wise, but before we start, I, I need to say something right now. Oh, is because this like obviously, a State of the Union type thing? Okay, let's, no, let's, no, 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 let's no, go not, for it. Let's come on, let's go, let's go no, for no, it. No, 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 State of the Union, but do you, want, do you want to do your whole spiel first about how to contact us and I all that did stuff? That. Did you really do that already? <laughs> I just, I just I, did I that. really don't listen to you. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, obviously, you know, we talk about this all the time. Hey, I Mitchell, do the show. Mitchell, yeah. Can I interrupt you for one second? Sure, sure. How are you? You know what? I'm doing great. Good. Family's I'm actually good. doing great. Dog's Family's good. good. Everybody's good. Settled I was going to tell you, house. Every, this new house is doing great, and okay. that is part of what I was actually going to say. Oh, sorry. Because you have no idea where, you have no idea where I'm going with this. <laughs> no, so, don't. You know, Go for it. Mark is in beautiful Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Uh, I am in lovely Los Angeles, California. We cover uh, two different coasts, two different countries, one continent with our show. And, uh, you know, today we did a little something special, because before we went on the air, I got to sit and actually have your son, Zach, sit in for you, sit at the microphone, and we talked technology together and did our little version of the show together, sort of a fun thing that I did with Zach. But I realized something in doing like that little test show yeah. with Zachary Aflalo, yes. talking technology with him. Yeah. He might be uh, he might be the one that should be on the radio with me. He's pretty good. Oh, really? I'm just saying. I'm just saying if something, I wouldn't stare, stand near a ledge. I, I wouldn't, you know, put yourself in well, danger you, you because know, Zach, Zach, he's still here. He's it's like bring your yeah. child to work day. Zach, right. how you doing? Good. Good. Um, <laughs> come closer to the microphone. Fine. Did you hear? Did you hear what Mitchell said? Yeah. He okay. said that you might be the replacement for me. You might be a better host than in me. In the future. In the future. <laughs> yeah. He's talking to the microphone. Come closer. Yeah, it's in the future probably. In the future probably. You're not ready. Well, that's for it good. Yet. I don't care. You know what? Here, I have an idea, okay? Mitchell, let me know if you're on board with this, okay? Yeah, sure. Go we're ahead. Gonna, go we're going to talk about some, some of the stuff that came out this week, okay? And uh, while we do that, why don't you go in the other room and you prepare to be a host on the radio, okay? And when we take a break, we're going to come back and you and Mitchell are going to be on the radio together. You can talk. I, I love that talk. idea. You can talk. You can't yeah. make faces at me. Sure. Sure. Okay. That's a great idea. Okay. So you take that Surface. You take that Surface Pro. It's a Surface Pro 4. It's an older generation. You go to the okay, other room. Yeah. Prepare. Try to think of things you're going to talk about. Okay. Think like Prodigy and things that might be interesting to you. Like and, Minecraft and um, that I'm not allowed to talk about. Yeah. Well, we could talk about that. Okay. And and when <laughs> we take a break, I'll call you in and you and Mitchell will do the, the next segment together. Okay. That sure. sounds good. Bye. Okay. Yeah. There, there we go. We Okay. Look, you, start, know, you, think, want to, you want to put this to the test? I, I, this is I don't, I don't deny you this. I'm I might have started a whole new career path for your out. son. Yeah, he was really good. He was very comfortable. We were sitting there talking about different products. Now, of course, now that we put him on the spot, it's going to be different because he realizes, oh my gosh, I'm going to be on the radio. But he was very natural. He was very well spoken. Yeah. I think he. Uh, I, I, think made, he I made uh, him stand up. It's in the okay, blood. I made him, you yeah. know, you extend your diaphragm talking to the microphone, stuff like that. <laughs> well, of course. Okay, fine, fine. We're going to put that to the test, guys. So, all right, all so right. stick around, and, and segment two will be hosted by Mitchell Whitfield and Zachary Aflalo. We can we can do that. You know what's funny because I talk to a lot of people in this business and people yeah. don't like to necessarily expose their kids to the the business we're in. But, you know, media, right. entertainment. But I think when it comes to the voice part of things, we're a little bit more lenient, a little bit more liberal at it. Like I have no problem with Zach being on the radio talking to you. Um, well, you know you what? It's also what it a much safer like, environment. You know, yeah, yes, exactly. It's, it's a safer environment. A lot of people have, you know, especially with social media being what it is. A lot of people are protective of their kids, showing their image and all that stuff. But if you talk about getting into the industry or an industry that is uh, considered, like you said, part of the media, part of the entertainment world, this is probably the safest one for kids because, like you said, you can't see. You're in a room just together. You can monitor, and it's really kind of a. <clears throat> it's also kind of a really cool gig. 
for anybody that wants to get into this, you know? So yeah, I encourage you, bring your kid to work day. You bring never know what may exactly. come out of it. They may end up replacing you at your job, but hey, it's isn't fine. that what it's all about? Keep the keep money in the, the family. family. Keep it in the family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is all good. A fun week, Mitchell. I mean, <clears throat> oh yeah. This week started off um, with the expectation for me anyway. The expectation yes. for me, the highlight of my week was going to be Disney's new streaming service. I knew it was landing on the 12th, which was Tuesday. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was very excited to, to log on. And I did on Tuesday morning, um, much like most other people in the world, some of the 10 million people that signed up, by the way, on launch day. That was huge. That's a big number. Um, had some problems logging in and access, accessing some content. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I had no problem. I've set it all up. It is. Is it just me? I don't know if, if it's a copycat thing or it's just because other companies have got the formula down, but the streaming service itself and the interface is so Apple TV and so Netflix at the same time. That I, you know what? Kind of like, I'm like, hmm, I've seen this interface before, but I guess, I mean, if they're doing it well on one, why not mimic? It's the best form of flattery, right? Exactly. I mean, if something comes, I mean, if something is very simple, not simplistic, but if the UI is very user friendly and very clean, you're going to get those Apple comparisons. Um, when you have a lot of content and a lot of different ways of searching and, you know, on the left, the left hand side drop down menu yeah. that lets you, you know, take, separate your content, you're going to get that comparison to Netflix. And, um, I was actually at a friend's house. I know I have other friends. I shouldn't talk about this publicly. I was at a buddy's house last night and his kids were coming in. You know, they were all, they were all watching. They were both watching Apple TV, okay. uh, Apple TV, sorry, or Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Yeah. And they're saying, look, daddy, look how much it looks like Netflix. That's so, so and of course the kid's point of view is very, is very straightforward. There's no filter there. And it's and that's true. Actually, it's actually quite and important. It gives you a perfect example of a good UI, of a good user interface, because if the kids are familiar with it and they can find it, then you know that they've succeeded. Exactly right. When it comes to an interface, when it comes to a user interface, it's not something companies are going to go bit out of shape. Oh, they copied our interface. It has nothing to do with the content. It has nothing to do with anything else. But as you said, these are the companies that do it right. Netflix really is the giant right now. And uh, to have that ease of use and that, com- listen, they wanted people to be able to have a comfortable, seamless experience coming right on. Like you said, 10 million strong right out of the gate. The last thing they want is people not knowing how to find their content. That's it. That's the whole thing. If you can't find what you're looking for, you're not going to stick around. So they made it easy. They made it Netflix-esque, a little Apple-esque. And like you said, those are very powerful words and it bodes well for them in the future. Now, uh, you've had hands-on time with Apple's TV Plus service for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. I mean, it launched on November 1st. Um, are there any particular shows that you like on that service and any particular shows you like on Disney Plus? I really enjoy the fact that my kids have, uh, have been watching nonstop Vampirina on Disney Plus. Well, you know, you love saying that. I, I was very excited to see one of my shows uh, on, you know, on Disney Plus. I'm like, oh, that's good. That's going to be a little cha-ching for me. You know, I was happy to see Vampirina on the, on the service app. Absolutely. I did watch a little Vampirina when I was on Disney Plus. Good, I good, will admit, good. a little self-serving. I for- you know, I, I, did, were you like yeah. me? Did you forget how many Disney shows there are? Like, what is Disney? I, I forgot how many Disney Studio versus yeah. Disney Network versus Disney yeah. XD, Disney Junior, how many Disney movies from years ago. And there are so many great shows. That Well, that's to me, that's the main differentiating point here. Yeah. Okay. When you talk about the two services, we talk about Apple TV Plus and Disney Plus. The main difference is content. And I'm not just talking about, you know, proprietary stuff. I'm not talking about the stuff they created exclusively for their services, because in that area, they're not that far apart. I'm just talking about the back catalog of proprietary, uh, you know, stuff that their studio created years ago, something Apple just started doing, something Disney has been doing for decades, because Apple was never a content creator. They were always, you know, software and hardware. So Disney has such a huge head start. that's what I was going to say, Mark. I wasn't as intrigued by the new stuff. Yeah, I did like I I like I enjoy C uh, on Apple TV Plus. Yeah, I've been you know I wanted to start watching The Mandalorian on Disney Plus, but honestly, I I was so into all of the Star Wars and the back catalog <laughs> of Star Wars and Marvel movies, even movies that I've watched recently. I just started watching immediately to see how the you know the 4K HDR was looking, which looked yeah. stunning, by the way. Uh, so I, I was really into watching the back catalog of Disney products and Disney properties. I haven't even watched them, their new stuff yet. I don't know I about you. To, I need to upgrade my TV in my bedroom because it's not. It's just a regular HD Sony, which looks great. Um, I, I've, I find myself for the first time in a long time 
struggling to figure out what to watch next. Because yeah. Apple TV Plus came out. We started watching a couple episodes of The Morning Show, which right. which is, is in my opinion, quite good. It's I love those shows. It reminded yep. me of uh, of Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, where you get that behind-the-scenes kind of look. Absolutely. A little, yeah. little less you know, you know, comedy to it, which is really cool. But then, of course, Jack Ryan came out on Amazon Prime. So I started watching Jack Ryan's from a couple episodes into And we love season one of that. We love the first yeah. season of that. So yeah. and, then, and then Disney Plus came out, and I want to I start watching The Mandalorian. Then my kids started watching things. And, and I think it's going to give such a wealth of content and it's it's a great great service in my house mostly apple tvs although i have a couple roku tvs disney plus available on roku tvs apple tv plus not available on all roku tvs interesting and the tv i have i don't remember if you bought the same tv or i don't think you did the tcl, the TCL? from years ago though from like four years ago okay no i didn't have that one apple they, they tv plus little, yeah. not supported on it and i don't know why I've reached out to Roku to find out if there's a reason. I guess there must be something going on. So I actually didn't That's expect interesting. Disney Plus to be available, but it was. So I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to figure that one out. Yeah, I think it's it's a case of Disney has had their channels on all these streaming devices for a long time. Whether it was the Disney Junior app, uh, the Disney XD app. Disney has, I think, three different apps yeah. that let you consume content let through alone, streaming like, devices. The ESPNs that they own and the ABC that correct, they own. Correct. Correct. I'm just talking yeah. Disney proper, yeah, yeah. right? So. Um, I, they obviously have been entrenched in this ecosystem for a long time. I love using that expression, but it's true. So maybe because of the previous relationships where Disney has had their apps on all these different devices and Apple has not. Remember, Apple having their apps on devices is a very new thing. Oh yeah. It started off with Samsung TVs and it's going to Roku now. And it's just, it's still a new thing. But like you said, it's one thing to not have it, but it's another thing to not support it, which is very interesting because it makes you yeah, wonder yeah. on the back on end. Yeah, exactly. What does Apple require hardware and software wise that is not allowing these devices to support just a simple app? Um, I really don't know. That's a little bit odd. And yeah. uh, you, you have to get you have to get to the bottom of this, Mark. That is your project for the next gonna, week. While you and Zachary host the next segment of the radio yeah, yeah. show, that's a good idea. Um, do your homework. That's I will great. do my homework and figure out why it's not working on some older television. Which is cool. Um, some other stuff we're going to touch on, but we're going to do that later on the show. Apple silently released finally their 16-inch MacBook Pro. Much to people's, I guess, confusion, this did not. Do any? I mean, it replaced the 15-inch, so there's no longer a 15-inch MacBook Pro. It's a 16-inch, which is in the same body almost as the 15-inch. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Let's let's hold on that thought. Let's take a quick break. You're listening to your tech report. I am Mark Aflalo. Coming up, you're going to hear Zachary Aflalo, and he is Mitchell Whitfield. Follow along on all our social media. It is at your tech report. Um, words of encouragement for Zachary on his next segment because this is his first big. Radio debut. I think he's blushing a little he's gonna behind me. He's, he's going to do great. He's going to do great. Going to do great. Yeah. Yep. You ready for it? Yeah. Okay. Well, well he's he's got it. We're we're good to go. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for being here. We're going to come back. We're going to talk all about that 16-inch MacBook Pro, but also another folding device. This one in the form of a Motorola Razor. I'm excited. Very excited. Your tech report will be right back. Now back to your tech report. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. I am Mitchell Whitfield. You can follow us on all forms of social media, of course. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it is all at Your Tech Report. Now, normally, I'd say, uh, of course, joined by Mark Aflalo. But you know what? Right now, I am not joined by Mark Aflalo. I am joined by the younger, uh, more handsome, and uh, more talented Aflalo, Zachary Aflalo. Zach, thanks for joining us on the show today. You're welcome. I'm really happy to be on the show today. Well, I'm really happy to have you. So, for our, for just so our audience knows, how old are you, Zach? I'm nine and a half, turning ten in this, on December second. Okay, I so hope so. You're almost really. You send t- you're me a 10. gift this year. I will. I promise. I will send you a gift. And by the way, the reason I bring up your age is because it's we're going to do something kind of different and kind of cool because uh, we we don't normally have the ability to get the perspective of a younger tech freak like ourselves. We are tech freaks here. And you are on the younger side. You love technology. And I think you represent a segment of people either that love technology or that our listeners are going to be shopping for this holiday season. So to hear your point of view on technology from an almost 10-year-old, don't you think that'll be pretty valuable to our audience? Don't you think they'll enjoy hearing that? I, I think they will. 
I, I think they will too. So let me, let, let's start off. We, we talked about this a little bit before, but I want to make sure our audience hears this. So from your point of view, Zach, you're almost 10 years old, very soon. Is there one piece of technology that you can't live with? Now think about this. Is it a video, ga- video game related? Is it a mobile device? Is it a console, computer? So if, if there's one piece of technology that you as an almost 10 year old could not live without, what would that piece of technology be? Well, once I had a phone, I got it taken away from me. I love phones, but like I, I don't see the point in having one anymore. Okay, but I, you know what? I like I like this. I like the way you're approaching this. So, if there's one thing that gets taken away from you that would drive you crazy, what is that one thing? Like, oh, please don't take my blank. What would that be? Um, in technology wise, or anything? Yeah. No, technology wise. Um, my iPad because I play on it all a lot during the weekend. But right. Like, also, I've gotten it taken away from me before okay so that is but you know what that's a good way to measure how much you like something right so if it was taken away from you that's a good way to think about something how much do i like it well if it was taken away from me would it really upset me so we're going to go away from the upsetting taking away from you part and just talk about the technology itself now i think most parents think that a mobile phone you know, or, you know, something with the, uh, the device they give their kids, an old mobile phone to use uh, if they're not old enough to take one to school or use it as a phone to play games on. People think the phone, because it's so portable, you could stick it in your pocket, you can stick it in your bag. But for you, it's the iPad. And I think a lot of kids your age, younger and older, love the iPad. What is it do you th- that you think? And not a mobile device, not even a Switch not even a laptop computer. What is it about the iPad that makes it such a cool device to you, that makes it so special for you to use and take with you everywhere you go? Because I can download stuff that I can't download other stuff. Like, I can't download Call of Duty Mobile even if I don't have it. Like, I can't okay. download it on a Chromebook or an Xbox. You can only download, like, regular Call of Duty on that. But okay. also, so like, that, yeah. I could download Roblox on it, but... I got it taken away from me because I did something. But like yeah. <laughs> I, but you can download it on other devices. But it's like it's fun that you can get special access to different things on different devices. Okay, so one of the things that you like it is accessible. You like the ability to download programs that you can play that you ne- can't necessarily get anywhere else, but you can get it on your iPad. So for you, what I'm hearing is gaming. You love to use it for gaming. That's your. That's your. Is that? Would you say that is that your iPad? Because this is really good for consumers to know. Because I think a lot of people think that. Well, my kids love gaming on their Switch, or they love gaming on this, or they want to get an Xbox or PlayStation. But for you. The iPad is really your primary gaming console, isn't it? Yes, but also I like using the Nintendo Switch and the Xbox. I've recently used the Xbox a lot because I okay. have Lego, DC, um, Lego Marvel superheroes on it. Oh, I'm nice! Real, I'm far in it. Yeah, you're it, pretty good at that one. It glitches a lot, but like I. It really, glitches on the iPad or it glitches on your other devices. It, it glitches like on my Xbox, and I also like playing Nintendo Switch because I defeated Calamity Ganon two times in Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. I play Arms rarely. I, okay. I have Mario Kart. I play it also okay. rarely. One two Switch. All right, let me let me ask you this because listen, this could be part of our holiday shopping guide. And by the way, if you just joined us, <laughs> you were listening to Zachary Aflalo, uh, the son of Mark Aflalo, my usual co-host. But we wanted to give you the perspective, the point of view of a, a young a young technology user. Uh, so you because we don't really get to hear that point of view that often. And again, if you're looking to go shopping for that young tech user in your family, Zach is going to help you out. So okay, are there any games that you think are super special on the Switch? So if there are parents out there shopping right. Right now they've heard they've heard nintendo switch before they know okay the switch is really hot my, my kid wants to get a switch but i don't know what game if i could only pick one game to get them for that switch what would that game be do you have that one game that you can help our listeners pick to give with, with that switch for the holidays a lot of the starters like right. one two switch but one two switch when you okay get later in your parents will download stuff on it without you knowing like legend of zelda Breath of the wild my best best friend ollie mm-hmm. he Started playing. I didn't. I had no idea okay. what the thing was. No, uh, the, the hell, game that he's playing. No, no, the hell idea what it was. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh. So there was, there's a game that he started playing. You had no idea, but you, you keep on talking about, there's one game you keep on talking about. And we, we talk a lot about gaming on the show, right? There's one game you keep coming back to, which is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. One of the best games I've played. And this is a game that we've talked about off the air in our normal lives, Zach, right? You've helped me with some stuff. I've helped you a little bit when I can help you, but you've been so far ahead. If, if, if parents are saying, what is that one game to get? I know there's stuff you can download. You talk about 1-2 Switch. Mario Kart is also great. For me, it would either be Breath of the Wild or Mario Kart. If you had to pick between those two, if parents could only get one gift to go with their Switch, because it's expensive, what do you recommend? Would it be Mario Kart or Legend of Zelda? A lot of people like Mario Kart, but I prefer Legend of Zelda. Okay, you know what? I think a lot of people like Mario Kart because it's easy just to jump in and start playing, right? Legend of Zelda really makes you think because it's a role-playing game where you have to go on these adventures and solve these puzzles and cook food. It's a much it's a much deeper experience. So there you have it, okay? According to Zach, those are the two top games. If you want something simple and easy and accessible and sort of something that people can jump right into, Mario Kart is a great way. But if you want a more deeper, a fuller, a more deep, full experience, I'm guessing Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is the way to go. So, Zach, before we let you go, because I know you have work to do and Dad will get upset if I keep you for too long, you were talking before about other devices, uh, computers, Chromebooks. We talked about all these different things. Are you a Mac or a PC guy? Either one. Because I, I can't... So use both. I, I can't I use um, when I was encoding camp, which I actually, I absolutely hated. Oh, that's that's good to know. Your parents, your parents will be happy to hear that, yeah. But they already know. Okay, they know it. you hate it. All right, go ahead. Yeah. So I switched out, but like we were coding microbits on PCs, but like okay. at school, Chrome and stuff are like PCs too, but they're not. Okay. They're not like giant screens. Right. They're meant to be in the classroom. They're meant to be portable, so you can bring them in and out of the it's class. It's like a that portable PC. Exactly. So you you have experience on Chromebooks and PCs. You don't really work a lot with Mac then. No, I I do not. But like oh. my parents will let me play Prodigy on my mom's. Okay. And like and your mom's my laptop. dad's gonna gotcha. replug in the computer that I have in my basement. Okay. So I I like I prefer PC when I'm because I do a lot of stuff on it. But like okay. Apple is like what I what I use a lot. Not okay because like, that's when when you're not, home. Not computer wise, but like a- iPad, Apple Watch. So the Apple ecosystem, the different products, you're in that yeah. Apple system where you have different products. You know what? I think you're like a lot of people, Zach. I think you represent a lot of people that listen to this show where you don't necessarily have one type of device that does everything for you. You do it, you know, you have, use a little bit of PC and Chromebook at school. Uh, you also have them, you know, you're in the Mac ecosystem for mobile devices like iPads and phones. Yeah. You're also, you're also into different t- sort of gaming platforms. I know you love the Switch. I know you play on the Xbox as well. I think, I think you represent a lot of different people that are into technology, but more than anything, I want to thank you for doing this with me because what started out as something off the air, doing something fun that we could do together, I think maybe we should have every once in a while have you back on the show talking tech with Zach to get a kid's perspective of technology. Would you be willing to come back on the show? I would. If we wanted you to come back, you yeah, would. Yeah, I would. And but, you would. Well, we'd love to have yeah, you back too. No, go ahead. Yeah. Also, I'm, I, I'm, I have a Chromebook myself, so... You do have a Chromebook. Yeah. Okay, so you see, this is the great thing. You 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 have all the devices that we talk about. And so when new software comes out, yeah. when new games come out, you'd be able to talk about them, right? Yeah, exactly. But I also have a Nintendo 2DS, which I have two games for. Are either they're both Zelda, and I have some okay. that are already downloaded on. But also, one of the new games that just just released. Um, what is it? Legend which, which of Zelda: game? Link's Awakening. I have that game. It is fantastic. I have it on the Switch. It is absolutely great. And I also got the little, did I get the little amiibo for that one? There's a special, and you will like this, there's a little zinc, there's a link, there's a little link figure, a little amiibo figure just for Link's Awakening that does things in the game. But listen, we already we already know you're coming back. We're going to be talking tech with you over the next several months. It's going to be a new segment that we have, Talking Tech with Zach, which will give a kid's perspective. Uh, again, Zach was sitting in for my co-host, Mark Aflalo. And we are going to be having Zach back again because you are great at this, dude. And I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. I am right, very we, happy. <laughs> I'm happy that you did this. When we come back, Mark Flalo will be back. Zach is amazingly going to grow back into Mark. And we are going to be talking all about the new MacBook Pro 16-inch. So stick around. You're listening to your tech report on Sirius XM. Your tech report will be right back. 
Now, back to your tech report. And welcome back. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Mark Aflalo. Thank you guys Wait, for being you're, here. Wait, you're not Zach? You're not Zach? No, what I happened? am not Zach. Zach is still here, right, Zach? Yeah, Zach is still here <laughs> in the background. Uh, I uh, good time, yeah, good time there. What no, do you think only, quality wise? Uh, oh, he he definitely has a future in this business. Number one, number oh, two, it's great to hear the uncensored point of view <laughs> of kids because listen, at, at this at this age and in general, kids are just brutally honest about yeah. about everything when it comes to technology. And I kind of want to know what he got in trouble for to get the iPad taken. We talk about that another time. We don't want to. Yeah, that's not, a conversation, yeah, not a conversation for now. It's not a conversation for on the air. I think he wants to yeah. have on the air. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he was wonderful. And it was really, I think it's really cool, especially when it comes to when adults are looking for gifts for their kids yes. to actually hear a kid's point of view on this stuff. So I thought it was, I had a blast. What I had a what did he say that he wanted? What, do I have to listen back to it, I guess? No, no, it isn't what he wanted. It was just I asked his opinion on different, like, for example, different Switch games. What would you recommend? Um, you know, things like that. What is his favorite piece of technology? Because I think a lot of parents assume it might be a phone. It might be, and it turns out the iPad, like a lot of kids, is his go-to console for everything. So it is, yeah. It, it, really, it really is, and I think sometimes we forget. We impose our view of like what we think our kids love or what we think they would love. So it's really great to hear exactly what, you know, what his thoughts were. So, yeah, we have to have him back. He's great. So earlier earlier this week, um, Apple held, held private kind of press. press. I can't speak, Mitchell. This is a difficult thing. That's okay. Thing. It's not like you do it professionally. Uh, it's fine. private press briefings to unveil the new 16-inch MacBook Pro. This is a, yes. a computer that we've all been hearing rumors about for quite some time. We thought it was going to kind of fall into line into the existing MacBook Pro lineup because in the past, the 17-inch version of the MacBook Pro you know, complemented everything else that was going along. Right. So the 16-inch was actually released, and and Zach, yeah, yeah, Zachary, thank you, I appreciate that. I'm recording a radio show. Yeah, I know. Okay, thanks. Can you not it's do that funny. now? I'm telling you, these kids, they just want to steal them. You know what? Give them a taste of the life, and this is what's going to happen now. Yeah. So the 16-inch MacBook Pro um, is actually going to replace the 15-inch version, which is uh, uh, did come as a surprise to people, along with some changes to this design, one of which, which everybody's raving about right now, is kind of the return of this butterfly keyboard. Um, are they calling it the butterfly? No, I, scissor. They're calling scissor, it the scissor, sorry. I think. The scissor yeah, keyboard. Yeah. And they're comparing right. it to the magic keyboard, which is one of the ones that I've got in front of me here. But it's got one millimeter more travel distance between the actual keys. Which makes a, a difference, by the way, yeah. And a millimeter more of travel distance when you're actually pushing it down. So they're saying it's a very, very pleasant experience, which I think is, is something we've all been welcome, you know, welcoming. Yes, I, I totally agree. And I, I just wanted to talk really quickly because you talked about in the, in the tease sort of about a little bit about the form factor. Um, a lot of us thought originally, I just want to go back to this, somebody continue, of course, with the newer features. But a lot of us thought that basically what they were going to do is take the existing form factor, the existing aluminum shell and just stretch the screen wider so that it gave you a larger screen in the exact same footprint. Right. But that's not exactly what it's part of what happened. They did stretch and make the bezels on the side smaller. But they also made the chassis just a little bit larger and 0.3 pounds heavier. Not much, but just enough where you put them side by side where they look a little different. So were you surprised that they actually went through the process of machining and tooling and doing a redesign of the chassis to make this new 16 inch? I kind of thought they were going, going to go with the old old chassis. Um, I, I, from what it appears, and there are some videos kind of surfacing interviews with Phil Schiller, who was, was one of their you know PR marketing guys. Of they course. talked about uh, an enhanced cooling mechanism in this device, uh, which is yes. something that we've all been talking about because the latest generation with the i9 processor from Intel is uh, go, goes blazingly fast, but at blazingly hot speeds. So mm-hmm. we need to enhance the cooling to make sure that they don't throttle it down. We have yet right. to really see what happens on this machine, but I think in order to accommodate that, in order to accommodate the drastic difference in the speakers and microphone system, which is apparently they say that they are learning completely from the Beats and the AirPods and, oh, and yeah. the noise canceling. They're saying that's absolutely great. But also the inclusion of a 100 watt hour battery, which is the legal limit for TSA, which means that you're OK to bring it on a plane, but also gives you an extra hour of use time. So it goes up from 10 hours to 11 hours in order to accommodate all that stuff. They had to make some slight changes to the body in order to make everything fit, which makes sense. 
And, and I'm not upset by that at all. I will definitely, I, I even said this to you, Mark, I wouldn't mind a slightly chunkier machine. You know, they talk, we, we talk about how much Apple puts the emphasis on design ethic and having thin, beautiful devices, which I get. But when performance is inhibited by it, for example, for people that don't know what, what throttling is, we talk, we, we talk about, Mark and I talk about throttling a lot. It's when performance has to be tuned down because the heat that's being generated by the processor is too much for the chassis that it's in. When, when, when a computer starts generating too much heat, in order to compensate for that, the computer turns down the, the power of the processor so it generates less heat because it can't get the heat out of the machine. It can't get it out of the chassis. So I'm perfectly willing to carry around something slightly larger and something heavier if I'm able to get the full power of the processor that I paid so much for, if I'm able to get that larger battery life, if it accommodates a longer travel or throw for the keys to make a better typing experience. All of this requires, and you said sound, sound, which we, you know, which we talk about for a living here, you know, air, room, space, cabinet space, that all goes into how sound is produced and how we hear it. So larger chassis, I'm totally on board. They can even go bigger as far as I'm concerned, if it means improving all the things you just talked about. So let's talk about starting price. It starts with the exact same price as the 15 inch. So $23.99 U.S., and that includes a six-core processor with 512 gigs of storage and an AMD Radeon Pro 5300M with um, an, that's the i7 processor the i7, with, with correct, 16 yep. gigs of memory. That's a really, I mean, if you look at the pricing and look at the computer you're going to get for that amount of money, that's a great deal. Oh yeah, you, and they didn't raise the price by the way. We should say that no, the no, entry that's the price same, did not same, change. Same entry yeah. point price. Now, yeah. if you want to go nuts like someone I know did, um, you can go up to <laughs> a eight core ninth generation Intel Core i nine processor at two point four gigahertz. Mm-hmm. You can go up to sixty four gigs of RAM. Oh my gosh, sixty four gigs of RAM. Mm-hmm. You can upgrade to the AMD Radeon Pro fifty five hundred with eight gigs of RAM. And you can go up to eight terabytes of storage, Mitchell. Okay, that's crazy sauce. Okay, so yeah. what I did because I didn't want to go too nuts. No, I why decided would you do that? to go with four terabytes of storage. Oh, you so you show such restraint, Mark. It's, I know, it's, isn't it amazing how I did that? And you everything inspire else I us all, out. yeah. And everything else I maxed <laughs> out. So in, uh, on U.S. dollars, it's forty eight ninety nine for that build. If you want to go for the eight terabytes, sixty ninety nine, six thousand ninety nine U.S. dollars. Um, I mean, you're getting a great computer. This is not gonna not gonna outlast. I mean, this is gonna go for the next four or five years without any issues. Well, let's 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 give this some perspective, Mark, because it wasn't that long ago, and I know this because I have this computer. It's 2016 model that we're talking about yeah. that I bought in early 2017, brand new. So three model three model years ago, or three years ago, I should say, the max RAM that you could have on this device was 16 gig. Yeah. Okay. That was the max. The max processor was an i7. This is two generations of i9 ago. And I believe internally, I think two terabytes was the most you can get in this machine, if yeah, I'm correct. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Okay, so basically, <laughs> now a lot of that has quadrupled here. You know, I mean, yeah. think about it quadruple the amount of RAM. Now the max is 64, eight gigs, tera- I mean, eight, eight terabyte hard drive. This is, this is insane. These are numbers that would make, you know, you know the Mac Pro users from a couple of years ago drool. It's a lot of machine. Yeah, it's a lot of machine. And you know what? They're, they're saying this is designed for the pro workflow. I can see, you know, anybody. This is this is really, this has become desktop replacement territory. This really has. But really kept to that 15-inch form factor makes it super ultra portable. So this is where the third-party accessory market's going to go crazy with this one. Well, they've already gone crazy with this one because all the same accessories work. One thing of note, the only thing that seems interesting to me, and I don't know why they did this, was the Wi-Fi chip on this is still an older generation Wi-Fi AC. Yes, that doesn't seem like it's a big deal, but with everything else moving towards the new AX, which is a way faster Wi-Fi signal, I mean, check it on your phone if you compare the speed comparisons of the new phone, it blows my mind, and I don't know why they didn't include that in this new device. It blows your mind because, you know, why do you have it in one of your products and not have it in all of your yeah. products? Unless, you know, unless it's a different size chip, because we know the die cuts for mobile devices are much smaller than they are for computers, obviously, because the form factor of a phone being what it is. Yeah. It's a pocket device. So I wonder if the chip size is obviously a different size chip meant for a laptop. That's the only thing I could say that would make it, 
even partially stomachable, you know, palatable to say, okay, now I get why they don't have it. But you know, if the technology's there and they have it in the iPhone, it should be in their laptop as well. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. 96 watt USB-C power adapter is a new, more powerful adapter, but the same form factor as the one that came with this device before. In terms of new accessories, there's a leather sleeve for it for 249 Canadian. Uh, but overall, I mean, first impressions are great, are really, really great with this device. So I'm looking forward to seeing what, what's actually going on. And I've got mine coming in about a week or so. Well, you're going to have to give your full, you'll have yours before I'll have mine. I'm probably not getting mine until early 2020, but I will be getting one as well. Not as specked out as yours, but pretty close. Oh, come on. Um, uh, and I know, maybe I'll, I have no self-control. I'll spec it out. But also, uh, environmentally, Apple also is sort of increasing their, you know, they, they've always had the mandate of making things eco-friendly and, and designing and producing responsibly and including not just the machines themselves, but the packaging. So did you notice in some of the, uh, you know, we watch a lot of YouTube videos. I think we watched the, uh, I watched the iJustine. I think I watched Your Average Consumer and Marquez. But I noticed that Apple no longer wraps they're the computer itself when you open it for the first time, nor the, the, the brick, the charging, you know, the, the wall plug, they wrap it in paper now. They no longer wrap it in plastic. So for people that love unboxings, that satisfying feeling of, of hearing the, the plastic being peeled, Apple no longer does this. And I wonder, Mark, even though, uh, even though plastic is highly recyclable, cyclable, it is not necessarily biodegradable. Paper, which if it gets left out, will eventually, will just absorb into the ground and breaks up very easily with water. So that's not very hard to do. Plastic, not so much. So even though they're both recyclable obviously paper is more responsible because of how quickly it degrades and it is biodegradable so apple upping their game when it comes to being eco-friendly as well just something i thought i'd mention yeah you know i mean uh, overall impressions here i'm like i'm reading through all the quotes uh in my brief and admittedly limited testing so far the 16 inch macbook pro ends up looking like it really delivers on the pro promise um uh dieter bone from the verge says probably won't matter that there's no hdmi and usb a ports which is funny that i find people are still even commenting on that stuff yeah. <laughs> uh, a brand new macbook pro with a good keyboard and hopefully sufficient thermals um the general consensus is that apple is finally back on track with the 16 inch macbook pro and there's a lot of it's funny there's a lot of speculation that a lot of this computer has come about because of the departure of johnny ive um, because they feel that the last five years or the time since Steve Jobs saw that Apple was focusing more on design than it was in function. And as a result, function was on the losing end of things. I get that statement, but I don't think a device like this has not been in the pipeline for at least three, four years. You know what? I'm, I, I, this is very serendipitous that you brought this up because to me, the form over function argument, it doesn't just with technology, you know, so obviously we just moved into a new house, right? Yeah. It, the, the kitchen is beautiful. It has these very old school antique looking faucets. They're beautiful. And I think when they were installed by the previous owner, they were incredibly expensive. And admittedly, my wife and I, Tracy and I both love the look of it. Aesthetically, the faucet is really lovely, but it has this old school, you know, you know, the sprayer mark when you're doing your dishes, there's, you know, a separate sprayer used to be you'd pull it up from the side of the sink yeah, now yeah, of, course. Cur of course the current the current faucets you know the sprayer is built into the faucet and you pull it down yeah, the it's the much faucet pulls down yeah exactly much easier right which is what i'm used to but this one has the old school expensive antique looking and again it's lovely and i love looking at it but in terms of function it is really difficult to use because it's a big sink you have to pull and you the can't really take it out because you got to catch the hole and stuff like that right so uh, well i i would be able to because i could still it's the, i could still get a three hole cap that would cover it and cover up the sprayer on the side but yeah, yeah. it is one of those so, so tracy and i've been talking about I was, like, I was like honey at the end of the day if you love it i'm not going to tear it away we have to let's live with it for a while but for me i'm sure we could find something that also looks lovely but the function is the priority when it comes to washing dishes and making everything i love the aesthetic but at the end of the day function is as is is more important we want our devices and we want our things to look nice but they have to be useful so it's interesting that you put in the johnny ive departure as sort of the factor for okay now that we're not so design centric we can still make things look lovely but have the function be as important as the for, as the form if not more so so that's yeah. a big deal um a little trick with that one i always find putting tape around the uh, the trigger of those sprayers is real fun and you point it out at the person who's going to hit the sink next. So oh, that's turn it terrible. On, it just goes right after. Listen, you're living in a warm climate. This is good. Here it's freezing <laughs> cold outside. So, you know, you're going to get someone they're going to be like, ah! There it's like, <laughs> Anyhow. Oh, you're a bad man, Mark. You're hey, a very Mitchell, bad man. Yeah. They reinvented the Razor. The Razor. The I saw razor. that. Oh, my God. 
God, let's talk I about that after that. we take a break. It is your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marka Flalo. We're going to take a quick break. Please follow along with us on all our social media. Is at your tech report. We'll be back in just a moment. Your tech report will be right back. Now, back to your tech report. Welcome back to your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marco Flalo. Thank you for being on this ride with us this week. It's a very exciting time for us to be here this week uh, on our social media. It's at your tech report. Uh, Mitchell. <laughs> that was radio guy. Yeah, I know. Know, radio guy. Um, you were everybody. In these last 12 minutes and 37 seconds we have, let's talk about <laughs> the reinvention of an icon, and that is the Motorola Razor. This is the Worst kept secret for a very long time, ever since people were talking about folding phones and we saw the Samsung Galaxy Fold and we await the Huawei Mate X, which is going to be a folding phone. Rumors came out and lots of FCC filings about this Razer phone, which is going to be an all touchscreen phone. It's going to have the same form factor, flip open like that iconic Motorola Razer that we had in years past. And it was finally unveiled earlier this week in Los Angeles to to incredible Rave. I can't, can't say reviews yet because no one's really had the opportunity to spend much time with it. But every right. single person who has put their hands on this device is giddy. They're giddy about it. They're excited about it. It's to describe it. It looks exactly like the original Motorola Razor, although you've got an 800 by 600 screen on the front of the device when it's closed in its clamshell mode, which, by the way, is probably a bigger screen than was even on the Motorola Razor in the to begin with. And of then course. when you flip it open, the whole Vertical space is a touchscreen, a folding touchscreen that is uh, executed quite beautifully. It's an Android interface. It's got great specs on this device. It really does bring back these giddy school girly type memories. And, and why is this such a big deal? And I think, and I think, I think you'll agree with me. I don't. We haven't talked about this off the air, but I think you'll agree with me, Mark. The Motorola Razor is one of the few. First of all, is probably the most popular, one of the most, maybe the second most popular phone of all time before smartphones ever came out. Okay, I think there was a Nokia that was very inexpensive that people had access to all over the world. So worldwide, that little Nokia might have sold more. But in terms of popularity, at least in North America and Europe, the the Razer was it. And the thing that made it so special, it remained relevant even in the smartphone era. The design of it was so cool looking. It didn't look clunky. Candy bar phones went out of style very quickly. When smartphones started coming out, even the the Razer's looks, even though it was an old school analog phone and not digital, it still remained relevant because of how cool and how sleek it was, uh, how the how it looked when it was folded, when it was open. It was a beautiful, beautiful, beautifully made and engineered device. So the fact that they sort of made this a modern device, and it's the first folding device that we've seen that folds on the vertical as opposed to opening horizontally, right? So it's a little different where you're not all of a sudden getting a ton more because you're opening it wider. You're getting a smaller form factor because you're folding this phone in half vertically. So it's, they're doing the fold a little bit differently. And from what we're hearing, Mark, the fold mechanism actually works pretty well. Yes, it's complex. And yes, there are several moving parts and people worry about that. But in terms of durability, when you compare it to the gal, you know, to Samsung's offering, at least early on, this seems to be a better and more daily usable folding folding design wouldn't you say yeah well one of the things about this phone and the original phone was you got this great sense of joy when you ended a call and you got to flip it close you know i actually I that actually little smack have, noise yeah hang on i actually have a motorola razor here hang on uh, go get it let's see <laughs> while mark is pulling out his razor let's take this moment to talk it now um you know i actually kept mine too where the razor is the motorola razor the flip phone you know where it is have you seen it he has one at home. No, I didn't. You know, I had didn't they here. use like anodized aluminum on those phones too to make it look really good? Yeah. Well, they yeah. had this. Yeah, yeah it was I great. One, it was like a red aluminum. One, yeah. The battery lasted like six days, and it was like two hundred <laughs> milliamp. It was it was really really cool. Anyhow, it was had great. a great sound, a great you know, like a click sound when it when you slapped it closed, yeah. which was really really cool. And you've got that same iconic kind of feel. Um, the fact that it's Android gives you all the mod- most modern you know operating system features and stuff, which is great. Um, and, and you know, I, I haven't seen anything about battery life, but it definitely fulfills everything on the needs list in terms of the the, the schoolgirl kind of giddy back to the, the back to the future kind of blast to it. Why are you why are you biting your tongue there? You're you're you're. you're I'm watching Mitchell here, guys, on Skype while I do the show, and it's like he's you're, you're worried about something. What is it, Mitchell? No, no, no. I think they have a. T- I think I remember. I think it's a 2,500 milliamp battery milliamp battery battery if I'm not mistaken on the new one 
And the interesting thing, they said the camera was also pretty good, but there were two things that kind of stood out about it. When the They really have one camera on this phone. So when it's folded and you're looking at that screen, which by the way, when it, that folded up screen... Uh, it's kind of mirrored, so it's kind of almost like a hidden screen, so it looks yeah. really cool. It has a mirror finish, so you don't even know there's a screen there. So the phone, when it's folded and you're looking at that screen, the camera is facing you. It becomes your selfie front-facing camera when it's folded. And then when you open it up, that same camera is now looking toward the back. So one camera serves two purposes, both front-facing and rear-facing, depending on the orientation, whether it's folded or open. So I thought that was really, really cool. Battery life is supposed to be pretty good, um, but you know, again, I was close. I said twenty five. Okay, yeah, yeah. all right, all right. So I was, I was right there. Fifteen hundred dollar um, price tag. I mean, it's you know, it's that is the expensive. killer. Fifteen hundred dollars. I mean, and listen, you're paying for yes, you're paying nostalgia. for a little bit of, <laughs> uh, you're paying for nostalgia, but you're also that folding screen. This is not a cheap technology, and that's yeah. one thing that I would like to see change as it becomes more prevalent, as more companies are making them, as the as mass production, uh, you know, becomes you know reality of these folding screens. We will see the prices come down, but right now, fifteen hundred dollars for something that's a great you know nostalgic talking point. It would have to be really, really great to compete with, you know, the 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 iPhones of the world and the, the other Androids the Samsungs and the, the Androids pixels, yeah. that that offer so much for so much less money. Although, depending on the storage, and we should say the stock storage, I think is 128 gigs. Yes, and I do not know if they offer a different version. So that is a lot of money for for something compared to the other models of the other devices. So all that all that aside, you can't wait to get your hands on this. I right? cannot <laughs> wait to get my filthy little hands on it because I, I love the original. I would still rock mm. a Razer. If my phone broke, I'd have no problem rocking a razor. Just because people go, wow, you're rocking a razor. That's cool. And it gives you a little bit of <laughs> a cool street cred. It looks really neat. I'm telling you, even CNN, the new Motorola razor is $1,500, but oh my God, I must have it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what every, but you know what? That's a sign of when, when, you know, people make something and they really hit the sweet spot of making something that people want. And again, does price really matter? What I mean, what is something considered, when is something considered overpriced? I mean, yeah, you're, you know, it's, it's considered well, it, it is. But, you know, I always come down to it always comes down to what you feel you get in return. That's where value comes from, in my mind. So if people really feel they're getting something great in return, maybe they'll be able to swallow that pill. But honestly, it is a little high. I'd like to see that thing coming in like under twelve hundred bucks. Uh, listen, it, it is. It's quite the defeat, uh, quite the feat. And and one of the things about the hinge is that with the phone in both forms so whether it's folded closed or it's open it the, it's perfectly flat so you don't see the curve the way they've done the hinges is that it actually blocks the hole too so nothing can get in like dirt which is what was part of the problem with the uh, with the samsung galaxy samsung, fold, yeah. which was kind of interesting yep. um we'll see you know it's going to make its way to canada in 2020 it'll be available in the states in a couple months from now i don't think this is going to be high on top of christmas list for anybody because i don't know if anybody has the uh the gall to say, hey, buy me a $1,500 smartphone. Um, but it's definitely going to end up in my cell phone museum. I promise you that. I would love to have that in my cell phone museum. Boy, would I, love uh, I would to love to have that, have that as well. Um, so... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no I was going to say, uh, I, I, you know, I don't think you know about something that that was sent to me. Uh, again, because, you know, I don't tell you everything. Wow. I was wondering if you wanted to hear a little bit about it. I, don't I know. do. I do kind of want to hear about it now. Uh, uh, well, you know, we, we talk about gaming on the show a lot. And uh, uh, the folks at Xbox, you know, they sent me that beautiful, you know, Gears 5 Xbox, which I love with that Gears yes. 5 controller, right? Because but you also, need another Xbox. Well, you know, well, not only do you need another Xbox, you know I need another controller. And it just so happens. Wow. I think yeah. your dog should be part of the show this week, too. I think the dogs are really excited about this <laughs> controller. Yeah, Mitchell, because you really need another controller. Okay, yeah, sorry. I had to you, get that in. I had to get you that can, in. You can never have too many. Well, you know, I'm really excited because now, you know, I have these different collectible types of controllers that just look great. But now there's a whole new a whole new controller. I can't believe I just <laughs> went there. Uh, the, uh, the Elite Series 2, which is the Xbox Elite Wireless Controller Series 2. And this is the latest version of their very popular Elite controllers, which are made for... I'd say slightly more serious gamers because of the customization options. Uh, you can swap out. Obviously, you could uh, on all the elite ver- in all the elite controllers. You're always able to swap out the D-pad for for a circle pad or actually the cross. You could swap out the sticks, and you know you can control the trigger length and all that stuff. Um, but they really took this to the next level. I am. 
I am still discovering because I haven't been, you know, using it for that long. I'm still discovering all the things that it can do. But, you know, what makes this guy different is they took that, they, they took the customization options and just brought it to the next level because there are, there were other controllers out there that gave you like slightly more customization options. And Xbox said, Haha, if you guys can do it, we can do it too and we can do it better. So now you do get to control uh, the throw of the triggers, the hair triggers, even more control there. You can control the tension of the joysticks now which is which is a really big deal because again when if you're a pro gamer or if you're really you know if you're really into certain games that require more sensitivity or more tension on the sticks you now have like a little key that control that that can control that as well um the customization options don't end there of course with the software you can customize even more you can now have three presets built in at the touch of a button mark because you know mark for certain games you might want to configure the buttons differently depending if it's a first person shooter versus so they're on the fly you can switch among three different settings that you have you also have now this is one of my favorite things right here a built-in rechargeable battery no more worry about getting out or buying Finally. new batteries for this exactly you can add it has the built-in and it's usb-c rechargeable which is really cool so uh you can actually you know use existing it comes with you know that beautiful braided cable that they come with this of course comes with that as well but the really interesting thing is the case that it comes in, which is part carrying case, part display case, because it has the extra, it has the extra sticks on there, the extra D-pad, of course. If you want to remove the back paddles that you, you can remove them, you always could with that great sort of magnetic, dev- you know, magnetic system that they have. You can also now charge the new Elite Series 2 in its little zip up in its zip up carrying bag oh really you you can plug the USB-C into the actual carrying case and it will charge it right in there so there's a ton to explore this as I said I haven't been gaming with it very long Uh, the feel of it is great they increased the rubberized grip and wrapped it around the front of the handles now so it really looks beautiful it works really well if you're into customizing your controllers or want the most customization from a controller that Xbox offers the Elite 2 is definitely the controller for you that sounded like a little bit of a rhyme retails for $179 you can get that today and uh, if you're looking for a Christmas gift or a holiday gift Hanukkah Kwanzaa religious religious choice of yours a holiday of your choice uh, this would make a great gift for that gamer in your life so go out and get one because I think I'm not giving away mine yeah no I'll, I'll definitely buy you a couple more controllers for the holidays uh, thank you guys for being here thank you to Zachary for uh, co-hosting the show in the second I really enjoyed that break I'll try to get one in every week uh, on behalf of Mitchell Whitfield I am Mark Aplalo thank you guys for being here we will speak to you again next week You've been tuned in to Your Tech Report. Join us again next week for another edition. And be sure to follow Your Tech Report online. Email us, contact at yourtechreport.com. Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on facebook.com slash yourtechreport. For the latest in breaking tech news and reviews, yourtechreport.com. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, undercurrent podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.